Our first reading is taken from Genesis 12, which can be found in the Pew Bibles on page 13. Genesis 12. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, which can be found on page 1065. John, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know. And we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except to the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the word of the Lord. Father, as we turn to your word now, we ask that you would open our eyes to see, our hearts to experience, and our minds to understand your word for us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Most of you know I'm in the the world of a state agency, uh, and you you probably also realise that in, in that world there is a very strong link between the head and the heart. People buy houses because they fall in love with them. 
Uh, it's the situation, it's the views, it's the rooms, it's the decor, whatever it is. It's a must-have. And at that point, the price or the rational uh, the reason behind not buying it seems to be forgotten. It's too exposed, it's too isolated, it's falling down, it's not relevant. I love it. I like people like that. But of course, that's on one hand. If I talk, and my own background is, to, is a formal valuer, and a formal valuer has to understand the emotion of the building. But they also have to work on hard facts. Because without the hard facts, they can't justify the valuation that they're going to put on it. You need to know what's sold, where it's sold, and how it compares to the one that you're looking at. Now, those decisions in life are probably not that critical at the end of the day. But our relationships can be. And I was looking at something uh, that Oprah Winfrey put down, which, you know, bearing in mind she's the guru of American TV and, uh, and she's their agony aunt, she says you've got to follow your heart into a relationship. Don't worry about logic, just follow your heart. I have issues with that. Logic cannot dictate your match. It's not solely logic, but is it solely your heart or is it somewhere possibly in between? And here we have two passages that just, Janet's just read to us, calling God's people into a relationship. And it combines the head and the heart. The first one is the call to Abram to leave his own country and set off from Ur to through Haran, where he, he stumbles slightly, but then goes on to the promised land. Well, what to do? A call by God, how exciting. I've got to do it. Eh, but I'm comfortable here. This is my land. These are my people. Do I, do I really want to go? I know how to get around. I've got to move all my flocks. It would be a total nightmare. At the same time, though, there's that head saying, but I need that relationship with God. That's the logical thing to do, to follow my God, to be one of his children. But my heart is torn because I love my land. And there's that sort of really creative tension going on. And then the second is that passage from the Gospel of John. Nicodemus who sneaks in to see Jesus uh, during the night. We're not going to try and develop why at this point. And he receives a question, uh, an answer, if you notice, to a question that he never actually asked. He gives Jesus an appropriate greeting. He says, Rabbi, uh, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God. But before he goes any further, Jesus stops him, or sort of interrupts him almost. He says, whoa, hang on. I'm not here just to answer your questions. This is not an intellectual exercise. I'm not here just to teach you. I'm here to have a relationship with you. I'm here to meet you so that you can love me and follow me. And there is only one way 
that you can. And that's by being born again. Born of the Spirit of God. Now that gives you even more problems, doesn't it? With the head and the heart. The head is saying, well, hang on, I I need to know more about this. I, I want the logical answer. There are some questions I've got for you, but you're challenging my heart to love and to be with you. Looking at it the other way, it sounds really cool. I I want some of that Spirit of God. That that sounds really spot on. I could do with that. But my head is saying, that can't happen. I can't be born again. I already exist. How can I enter again my mother's womb? I'm really old. I am really old. And we often refer to our relationship with God as a a journey. And we can see both of these instances. The nation of Israel being encouraged into that journey to the promised land. And then the other one is the entry to a personal relationship through the Spirit of God. Each one requires a commitment and a movement from one position to another. Both require an acceptance of what God is saying and the faith to step out into that new position, a new understanding, a new identity. Now, as uh, many of you may know, particularly if you're on Instagram, um, you may know that I was in Guernsey on Wednesday evening uh, trying to go to Jersey the following morning. Uh, I looked at my boarding pass, it was stamped Flyby. Yes, indeed, oh. (laughs) Uh, There were about ten of us there, and it made for quite an entertaining evening meal, because we were all on Flyby. It's the only airline which carries you from one side to the other. It's a ten-minute flight. In fact, it's remarkable. You sit down and the pilot says, "Uh, Our flight time today is 10 minutes. And you think, is it really worth it? I could swim that quickly. But there we are. Flyby has gone bust that evening. How do we get there? So we looked at other airlines, which is why I know only Flyby go between the two. We then looked at uh, hiring a boat. And it'll only be a two or three hour journey. It's absolutely fine. and it was quite expensive <laughs> to hire a boat. So we put that on one side for the time being. We then thought, well, that's no problem. We could fly back to Gatwick on Orinier, which is Guernsey zone, and then we could fly back out to Jersey. So a 10-minute journey suddenly becomes a whole day and a terrible carbon footprint. So that wasn't terribly appealing. There was also a howling gale, so the boat at that point wasn't appearing terribly appealing either so I rang a friend it's always good to phone a friend this friend happened to own or be the chief executive of Aurini Air so that was okay he was in the know and he said don't worry go to the airport in the morning should I? it was that simple really? what I hadn't understood is that there is an island firm that stamps their paperwork flyby even though they're the carrier and they're running it. So when we went to the airport, they said, that's absolutely fine, Blue Islands will carry you across. So the flight still worked. It was a flyby plane. It was flyby staff, but actually it was run by Blue Islands. 
I had to have faith to go to the airport and trust the information that was given to me. It wasn't an answer that any one of us had come up with. Just go to the airport anyway. But it worked. And Jesus is asking every single one of us to take the same step of faith. To accept the provision that has been made for you. If we're born of a man and a woman, we become a human being. Flesh gives birth to flesh. And in effect, therefore, sinful human gives birth to sinful human. What we need to have that relationship with God is to be born of the Holy Spirit. Now, going back to my aeroplane, we could have been sitting on the end of the runway and we fill up the aeroplane with diesel and it would have gone nowhere because it's the wrong fuel. The engines turn only with the right fuel and then you can have liftoff. Equally, of course, the further you fly, the more fuel you need and sometimes you have to refuel to keep going. God is asking us to be born of the Holy Spirit. Remember what it says in Acts, Acts 1. It is, this is Jesus in his last uh, commentary to his disciples. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. This was absolutely fundamental to Jesus, that we be baptised by the Holy Spirit. We need to walk day by day in his Spirit. And the more we do that, the more of the Spirit we need. We can't develop a relationship with God in our own strength. And sadly, many of us try, myself included, every day. Lent is a great time just to stop to reflect and be conscious of the presence of God. And as we approach Easter, like Jesus, we can set our face. He set his face towards Jerusalem because he knew what he had to give in order that we could indeed enter that relationship with him. And he dearly wants to know us and he wants us to know him. Uh, I don't know if you were here last Sunday evening, but Michael Bourne was saying how even the presence of Jesus Christ on this earth was a sacrifice. The very fact that he came was a sacrifice. Before we even start talking about his love, his miracles, his care, his teaching, his dying, his rising again, Jesus gave everything so that we might walk with him and his spirit might dwell in us, guiding our steps day by day. Yet so often, mentally and spiritually, we leave him behind. So let's reflect this morning on what's being offered. We cannot do anything in our own strength. Flesh gives birth to flesh. What we need is the loving, empowering Spirit of God 
to understand him, to experience him, and to be empowered by him. Then, then we're on the runway with the right fuel and we can take off. So let's use this time to stop and reflect, to refuel, prepare our spiritual engine for takeoff. We need the Spirit of God to be in our hearts and our minds that we might understand, we might follow and serve him just as we should. Now let's just bow our heads, shall we, and pray. Heavenly Father, you gave everything for us. You said that we could not see the kingdom of God unless we are born again. And then, then you gave us the opportunity to be born again by dying on our behalf. Oh, that we would see you more clearly, love you more dearly, follow you more nearly day by day. So, Father, touch our hearts. Fill us again with your Spirit that we may take off and fly with you. In your name we pray. Amen.